0: Truth in Us Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And I am thrilled to introduce my next guest, partners at Toki Underground, that's DC's original ramen noodle restaurant. One is an experienced interior designer with a master's degree in interior design from Pratt. He partners with chefs and hospitality groups to create curated spaces that enhance the dining experience, while the other has a diverse background, including growing up in a French restaurant in Dublin, Ireland, his family's business, and he has a strong international perspective on food and community. Please welcome Christophe Richard and Liv Kayabe. Welcome to the podcast. So for 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 the listeners here who are undipped, unfamiliar, and uh may, maybe don't know you, know what you guys are doing, uh please introduce yourselves and um you know what got you interested in like the restaurant industry? Um if you want to start off, Liv, and we can go down to Christophe.
1: Sure. Uh, my name is Olivier Kayabe. Um most people call me Liv. I'm from Ireland originally. Uh, my family business was a fine dining French restaurant uh, that we had for about 30 years in Dublin. Um, my parents had opened seven or eight different restaurants across France, England and Ireland uh, before that. Um, so I grew up, started working, you know, when I was about 13 in the in the business and, um, you know, spent... You know the guts of the next decade working through front of house back of house up into management before i uh before i left that uh, that field briefly to uh to study
0: thank you i like how you said the guts i listened to an irish podcast so definitely thank you for that i love that (laughs) (laughs)
2: um and uh, i'm christophe richard um similarly my family is also steeped in in the culinary uh in, in the culinary world um, father was michelle richard um, restaurants in d c um and really all over the world but uh, i kind of um i i, I didn't really I, I was I was mostly interested in design as a child yeah. um, I saw what uh, I think the culinary industry did to my dad at least the amount of time I got to spend with him so I was like you know what i don 't really i don 't think I really want to do that and then I chose a profession design which is the same hours basically <laughs> just in a different uh, in a different location in a studio as opposed to a kitchen um but I, uh, I, I also worked. I ended up working a little bit in in restaurants, uh, and then and then uh, finally came around full circle to to designing restaurants um, because that 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 love of hospitality, I think, is one that you can't really escape once you see the sort of magic that it that it has, and that it can the, the sort of meaning it can have in people's lives. It's just kind of you just want to be around it.
0: Thank you. That, that's see see. I like I like the way this is starting off already. It's it's, it's going well so far. So 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 love. Let's see. Uh, so so let's see. I got I saw Irish, I saw French, I saw <laughs> and, and and I see like um it's a, your your family had a, a French restaurant in Ireland. So, you know, having grown up in the in the in the restaurant or what have you and in that biz, why did you continue continue like food after you like left and going into study or what have you? What was the motivation to go into food as opposed to maybe going into sort of the background and in conservation and, and things of the sort? Um
1: well I suppose I couldn't I couldn't get away at the end of the day you know um I uh yeah I left you know I I studied zoology in school and then got a degree in in wildlife conservation and uh you know all through school and 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 college I was I was also working in the restaurant and then uh, and then I left uh, went to Oxford to get my master's and then I, I got a job in Southeast Asia working for a non-profit in illegal wildlife trade and um you know, that was really my dream job at the at the time. Uh, it was exactly what I I, I thought I wanted uh, after after about three years in that. and um, you know, I think the office lifestyle uh, combined with the bureaucracy of of nonprofits, non-governmental and and of course the governments we did a lot of dealing with governments as well, was uh, not really my speed. Um, so, so I ended up, uh, yeah, I, I left that with no particular intention to get back into hospitality, but, you know, I didn't, um, I suppose I didn't know anything else as well, right? It's it's secondhand. It's second nature to me, um, and and I, I love it, you know. I, I have to say, and and it, it just it comes very easy uh, to me. And um, so I moved. I moved to the US. My brother had started a smoked salmon business in Texas, so I was helping him with that and um, doing farmers' markets, that kind of thing. And then and then I got a job uh, at, at a at a really great restaurant um, in Austin and um you know it just it just kind of uh just got back into it and, and slipped back into it very seamlessly
0: as if i never left yeah it just just keeps calling you back it's like the bell is ringing it's like oh, i gotta get back I gotta get back to the food industry
1: <laughs> well you know and, and you know even even when i was food has always been been very central even when i was living and working in southeast asia traveling around on different projects you know i, w- I was lucky because i was i was also you know i had an allowance to eat obviously it's super cheap there and I was in, in all these incredible places, um, all these different countries with different different uh, cuisines and cultures and and so much to to see and do and eat. And um it was uh, it was great. I mean, from from that perspective, it was it was incredible. I was I was uh, you know getting getting to sample all these different cuisines and in really rural places, small villages and towns, and and got exposed to uh, a world that I wouldn't uh, you know you wouldn't normally as a tourist. You know.
0: Um, and we're we're going to go back to some of some, some of these um, international questions in a moment, because I'm very intrigued. I was kind of talking about you a little bit on front. It's like so I'm talking to my to my guy and I started breaking down a few things. And the person was, I was talking to about it, it's like he has an interesting background. I was like, yes, and I'm looking forward to talking to him. <laughs> so. So, Christoph, um, could you could you share a, a particular experience like, you know, kind of gr- growing up around and seeing your dad in the industry and having the the sort of background that he had and the um, sort of like, um, like like level of work that he was doing and you know why that maybe you know that caught your attention to kind of pursue like this career path being around sort of the industry being around sort of hospitality but going from a design standpoint like you touched on earlier ours mm-hmm. are similar
2: <laughs> it's i i mean i i think it's hard not to be really enchanted um by the type of work that, that he was doing, when you're just kind of around that as a child and you're just, you get to see the looks on people's faces sort of day in, day out, every single time, like this 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 kind of, this awe that he's able, he was able to give, you know, every single night to every single guest that walked through the door, nearly, uh, I, I think nearly, um, that, that, that it, it's hard not to really just sort of be um, kind of taken over by that, I think. Um, that I, I remember there was a moment, though, um, when I was very young. It's when Citrus was being built on Melrose in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one of my earliest memories is walking through the framing of that restaurant. Um, I must have been, I don't know, three or something. I must have been quite young, four or five. Um, uh, and and I've always kind of like linked the joy that I saw in those dining rooms and in the multitude of different restaurants that he had with that specific memory of how this thing is built, you know, this thing is this thing is made out of out of sticks and boards and you know and bricks like anything else. But I think for a lot of people, um, a dining room is a magical place that you just walk into, and it's just always been like that. But I, for some reason, I have this connection that's like this thing is 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 built, and you can build it, and it can result in the types of spaces where people can be whisked off to fantasy lands. But there's that sort of reality of it's still made. That I think has always kind of like completed the circle for me yeah. um, in, in a way that that kind of like felt like it always was guiding me towards design and kind of away from the kitchen. Because <laughs> that's the other side of it is all, the, all those parts are all there. But the design component of making it happen, I think, has always really just kind of um,
0: spoken to me. That's, that's, that's really great. And it started making me think of an interview I did a while back about a, a place that was being repurposed. It was, um, I actually strike that it's a place that comes to mind now, um, that was a funeral parlor. That's Mm -hmm. now like a speakeasy art gallery, that sort of setup. And I'm like, what is that? How does that work? And someone had the vision to say, okay, no, experiences can happen here. There's, this is a place for gathering and maybe looking at it from a different perspective. And uh, it's like, I'm really curious about that, of like how one can see a space and see what it could be used for. And maybe adding this here, maybe let's move the kitchen or we got to keep the kitchen in this place or whatever that goes into kind of building out a place that's going to lead to different experiences, revelry, things of the sort.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's so interesting to me because I, I I kind of see food in a similar way, which is that um, recipes and 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 uh, and the type of food that people eat in every culture is really always building on. Uh, an experience or a history that came before it. They're all evolutions of like, oh, this food was eaten in this specific place. And then it kind of pivoted because it got brought into the city. And then when it came into the city, the ingredients changed a little bit. And, and, And spaces, restaurants are not dissimilar, right? Where like the world is built around us and it's always changing. And I think when we can kind of listen to the history and kind of build on that and go from a funeral parlor to a speakeasy to uh you know like a dim sum restaurant back to a funeral parlor. i think it it creates a real richness um that that kind of makes the whole story just so much more powerful it makes the makes the you know the the, uh, the recipe more powerful and and the space more powerful and this kind of makes us all better for it yeah
0: i was in an art gallery recently and i, I learned that you know acoustically speaking. Um, it's like, a. it's in Philadelphia and it is a fine art photography, like art gallery. And it's like, Oh, I'm talking to the owner. He's like, yeah, this used to be a piano shop. So the acoustics are fire. So we're sitting here doing this interview. And I was like, this is going to be the best sounding interview I've ever done <laughs> because this used to be a piano shop. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so, so, so live, if you could, um, could you, could you share like a bit of like some of the influences of having this this international background and having sort of this experience, um, and working in like Southeast Asia and like how that like has influenced your approach to cooking and culinary creations, things of that sort. Like, is there an example that, that comes to mind, top of mind? Maybe it's like, I had this experience here working in this completely different job that definitely carries over to what you're doing now.
1: I think, well, I was, you know, I was very lucky in the fact that we were all I, I, my parents exposed myself and my, my brothers and my sister to to food uh constantly i'm constantly exposed to different cultures different food and, and obviously starting in ireland which you know back then there wasn't a huge amount to be honest with you but um you know afterwards traveling traveling an awful lot with my parents and uh, then taking us places and then and then you know that catching that bug and traveling myself um you know all over the world you know i spent time in africa um several different parts of africa obviously southeast asia as well uh, there for several years and then all over europe and um you know i think there's, there's definitely a few a few meals that really stand out to me that that really stay with me um first off i would say that the kind of Cumulative uh, result of all of that is that it's giving it's giving me really good taste. Um, it's giving me an understanding of taste um, of different different places, which uh you, know, you can't buy. And it's something that when I'm working with with cooks and, and new cooks in my kitchen, I'm always trying to teach them to the taste and the importance of tasting things as as a cook. Um, and uh, so that, that's something that's really really underpins my whole practice and how I approach uh, making the food and, and making the different dishes at, uh, at Toki. Um, you know, there's been a few, I'd say there's, there's definitely, as I was saying, a couple of uh, meals, a couple of experiences that really stand out. Um, the first Ethiopian meal I ever had was in Dar es Salaam. Um, and I spent about a month there. We went and climbed Kilimanjaro and then came back to the city and um, had this, uh, you know traditional you know, ethiopian meal with with that large kind of bowl table and the injara and all the all, all the curries and and and, and everything that uh, the potatoes and potatoes and the greens and everything that goes on there. and I'd, I'd never experienced anything like that and the whole setup the smells the environment uh, that whole experience uh was really um you know, really overwhelming in a way. It was just one of those times where you sit back and and kind of just take it all in. And and uh, I, I remember it very very clearly. Um, you know, another thing I would say about about all the traveling is, you know, recognizing the depth of different experiences that can be had, and I think which which experiences are good and memorable and why and that has provided me uh, on top of a depth of um, of taste and understanding of taste um i think an ability to uh, create memorable experiences in in that dining dining space from the food uh, all the way through to the to the service and the environment and and all those kind of things and um i to also you know now with this, this is a relatively you know it is a new partnership that we have at, at tokyo underground christoph joined recently and it's been it's been really really exciting obviously to see the see the the depth of experience and the uh, talent that he brings um from an architecture and design perspective and being able to um create that and, and you know talk about it and and you know us having, uh, with our other partner Jeff, having the shared love um, of the experience and of of dining out and. Um, wanting to recreate that and and be able to to vocalize that and talk about that and then have uh, Christoph um, put it into into place, you know, and kind of material materialize it is really uh, has been really exciting and really really fun.
0: It's 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 almost like a Rosetta Stone kind of thing. It's like this is what I'm looking for from my perspective. How do you translate that into your language? What have you? Um, whether it's design and, and experience and definitely we're going to talk more about Tokyo in a moment. But I, I want to have this one last question for Christoph because I'd be remiss if I didn't mention it. I see there's that, that international piece there as well. Like, um, you had some time in, in Japan, right? And, you know, you had this sort of realization about space and design are, are critical for the hospitality experience. Could you speak a bit more on that?
2: Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, and, and thank you, Liv, uh, for, for the kind words. But um, yeah, I, th- I think I, uh, part of my journey in coming back to restaurants and, and really deciding that restaurant design was where I wanted to be was uh, was the time I spent living living in Japan. Um, I was there for three years in Hokkaido, uh, which is the far north, very snowy, um, very pretty different from, uh, I would say, the rest of, uh, of, of Japan, definitely from Tokyo. <laughs> um, but uh, I think just generally, uh, uh, their approach to hospitality, I think, is very different than what um, what I've sort of experienced in the States. Um, just the little um, sort of like little acts of um, bringing gifts to people when you when you visit their homes or um, just kind of the, the food culture in general, always having snacks or tea or something to kind of make sure that people feel uh, warm and welcomed and it was just something that I, I think once I saw that, uh, and I kind of connected it with my uh, my experience as a child of you know of fine dining and, and my, my my dad's work. Um, it kind of closed the loop, and it was just like, yeah, this is this is what I want to do. This is what I want to be part of. This is uh, what I I want to help to bring this experience or these experiences to 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 more people, in, in, in a way that that is meaningful. And so I think, like a lot of uh, the work that we've been doing recently, I mean, it's, a lot of it is just conversations. Honestly, it's talking about like, what is it? What type of feeling are we trying to bring to people? What type of uh, what type of like vibe? What type of spirit are we trying to design? Um, because it, it it really is holistic. It's it's storytelling um, in a in a sort of multifaceted way. We're telling a story with the food. We're telling a story with the space, uh, with the branding, with the collaborations. All of those are meaningful in a way that kind of reinforces um, one story that we're trying to tell and that story is always different with every restaurant and with every chef with every uh, city that you're in it's always a different story and that's what makes I think hospitality so wonderful is you can tell a million stories <laughs> and 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 if you tell them well they really resonate and they stick with people and you, you know I'm just like Liv saying like he has wildly vivid memories of those culinary experiences we all do we all have like a, a food experience that is like indelibly ground into our minds because it's because food touches something deep inside of us and and that that thing is part of the narrative of our lives, right? We we use it to kind of like frame love and care and and you know who we are. It's it's, it's just re- it's very special and yeah, I think being abroad kind of didn't really create it, but it it sure strengthened it.
0: <laughs> well, thank you. So you know, it's it's time to get to that sort of main event part of it. Um, for for those who are undipped, I don't know why they're they are undipped because I've been there now. You know, I've been there. Shout out to you, Liv. Um, so so tell us tell us about like like you know how YouTube you know kind of got connected and and you know became became partners here and talk about like Toki Underground and what's coming what's coming up like what's what's new what's happening.
1: Well, uh, Toki, uh, Toki Underground is a, a little twenty-six-seater ramen bar and izakaya in, in uh, Northeast DC uh, on H Street. Uh, we've been there for about twelve years now, um, and uh, this is our first uh, first kind of venture to to expand to Baltimore. Uh, so, we're we'll opening up a new location in Baltimore, which we've been working on for the last few weeks, uh, a few months rather, and um, we're. Um, super super excited about that uh it's, it's a really really fun really exciting project and we've been working really closely with uh the the waverly Waverley main street and the Harwood uh resident association um as well as cbp and bdc and and um so it's been really exciting to have that kind of um you know that, that level of involvement from uh from, from the different parties that are that are involved and, and they're really excited to see us come in which is which is really wonderful you yeah? know um, and um, yeah, insofar as as uh, Christoph uh, joining joining the team, um, there was actually a fortuitous rooftop meeting with uh, with uh, another uh, our, our other partner Jeff, who is is not in the car today, obviously. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess Christoph can speak a little bit more to more to that.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't know how interesting the story it is. A friend of mine who lived in the same building as Jeff borrowed his barbecue, and. <laughs> it was the 4th of July. And then at the end of the night, I think we were all a few beers deep and Jeff rolled up to check in on his barbecue. And we just started talking and he was like, I own a my restaurant. Oh, it's funny. I designed restaurants. And, and we just, from there, things just, and now
0: we're here. <laughs> now, now, now you're coming into Baltimore. To <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's funny as well is that actually a, a, a friend, a friend of my father's, uh, my father's best friend was also uh, friends, uh, I, I believe, with, uh, with Christoph's Christoph's father, and um, my brother had staged at, at Citron in uh, in in LA, and um, yeah, you know, another my my father's friend's son had also stayed stayed with the family and, and worked at the restaurant as well. You know, one of these crazy kind of uh, you know two three degrees of of separation uh, type things. Yeah,
0: you know? it's great. It's great. I, I like when uh, when things come. To, I like when a plan comes together. You know, <laughs> to make a reference to eighteen for for those listening. Um, so, talk about um, like like building out that menu. You know, over the the course of the duration and kind of like what you're you're hoping to add to the sort of like Baltimore food scene, because, you know, like, wouldn't you hear about it, like, beforehand? Like, would you hear about the sort of Baltimore food scene beforehand and being a part of it? Like, why did Baltimore make sense, I suppose?
1: Well, it's very, uh, Baltimore is very inviting, um, very inviting to new business. Uh, there's lots of um, lots of incentives uh, that uh, that are very attractive to business. Certainly, uh, comparison to DC, which is extremely expensive, um, so uh, so certainly from a cost uh, and incentive perspective, Baltimore made an awful lot of sense to us. Um, we've been looking for quite a while now at uh, at expanding uh, in in that kind of northeast corridor uh, market, and. Um, or their partner jeff his family lived there he spent an awful lot of time there as well so it's quite close to close to his heart and um so it just you know you know a few different things kind of came together we met we met a a really a really great um uh gc landlord uh who's, who's building out the space for us so we've been working with them and uh, so it was a number of, number of different things uh, came together between um, between opportunity and uh, and um you know a good a good uh, business environment and also there's not there's not a huge amount of uh, of ramen It's certainly not like DC where you have a, i don't know probably 15 20 at this stage in, in the DMV um so uh you know i think there's a demand there we've we've you know, we've been around for quite a while and we have people coming from all over the country we've got quite you know quite strong national recognition i would say in yeah. awards and and whatnot and um uh, we'd have people coming from 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 baltimore uh, i'd say regularly enough certainly certainly from maryland and uh yeah between all those things it's you know it just it, it seemed like a really great uh opportunity for us to to um Expand the business and uh, move into a, a new a new neighbourhood and a new environment, um, and uh, and and try and bring um, some some of the the kind of magic, I suppose that we've seen uh, on H Street as that uh, as that uh street and that neighborhood has kind of evolved over the last decade and um you know to bring it to uh to greenmount avenue and, and hopefully grow um grow with uh with our neighbors there um so it's been you know it's been really fun getting to know everyone and, and working working with the
0: different people and uh um it's exciting that's that's great um and like, like I said, I, I went to the the one on Street, so I'm kind of looking forward to my my invitation to the one on the on Greenmount. We got you, got you, Don't worry. <laughs> and, and I and I love that the the sort of area because it's you know near multiple colleges that are, you know, you're able to kind of just have sort of that Hopkins, which is huge here. Right. And just come over there and it's like, oh, ramen. Absolutely. Let's make it happen. Let's 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 hang out. And from I suppose from 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 your your perspective, uh, Christoph, that, you know, having a place that I think having a place that is almost sticky, that Oh, I'm not going to eat and dip and eat and leave. I'm going to eat and stay. And then I get another bowl and I'll get some other other things that are here. Oh, you guys have Japanese whiskey. Yeah, let's have some of that as well. And sort of having this longer experience. I I think that's what I'm getting.
2: Yeah, we've had a lot of those conversations we've thrown out. I mean, I don't know, karaoke nights. Like there's all sorts of stuff that we've been talking about exactly in that frame, which is like, how do we expand this into a, a more long-lasting experience. How do we get people to want to come back? Because the vibe is so good. Because things are always changing. Um, you know, nights, whatever we can do to like to you know to, to really create a, kind of a hub. Like exactly, make it sticky. Um, uh, great food is obviously central to that. Good drinks <laughs> central to that. Great design is part of that. Good programming. I think it's all it, it, it all has to sort of come together. And I think, yeah, Baltimore, it's going to be great for this. I mean, like you said, location uh, in terms of so many, you know, such a young, cool, uh, I think, uh, you know, clientele market. I think it's going to be, you know, it's going to be very exciting.
0: Well, I'm going to uh, be one of the first since we'll be recording this interview before it, uh, you know, it comes out. I'm going to be the first <laughs> to invite you and welcome you to Baltimore. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so uh, let's see, let's see. Yeah. Um, and I guess I guess the last real question I have before I go into the rapid fire and before we go into shameless plugs, is always shameless plugs in this podcast. Um, I, I want to really echo the point of um just the power of breaking bread, the power of being a community. So, you know, just any final thoughts on that particular like topic before we go into the rapid fire and go into the shameless plugs. So if you will live, please. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I think I think touching on some of the the points that both of you made earlier in the in the interview. Um you know it's really for me it's it's really core to the human condition and human experience uh eating and sharing food and there's nothing nothing like it uh you know maybe music approaches it but there's nothing really like uh food uh and, and breaking bread and eating um uh, the to, to bring people together and it's it's a it's a core human experience, and it's so beyond the the basic sustenance and and kind of biological requirements uh, of it, uh, physiological requirements of it. Um, that sense of of sharing food with uh, w- with your brothers and your sisters is uh, uh, you know is, is fundamental to to the human experience, and I think you know today uh, now and this in 2023 more more than ever so it's exciting you know something with with tokyo's in, in in h street is that it's um, everyone is welcome and uh, further to that it's also accessible from a price point perspective so you know it's it's even though we have some accolades and credentials michelin and and those kind of things it's important for us that accessibility elements, um, you know, it's a, because that is a shared human experience um, amongst all of us. Uh, some some kind of a democratizing force, I guess. Uh, being able to bring that to uh, Baltimore and uh, continue to develop that um, is is really, um, I'm really really excited.
2: Yeah, I think that's, I think that's dead on. I don't, I don't know that I have too much to add. I mean, other than this, I, I don't know, I see, I, I think, yeah, we have a very similar way of thinking about food. I think, of course, that kind of common, common love, right? It's, uh, you know, my, my, yeah my my dad, I mean, a lot of people have always said it, it really is all about love. And I, I feel like I, Think about it in terms of compassion as well. It's com- compassion in both ways. It's it's compassionate to give, you know, to give food and bring food and bring stories and bring history to people. But it's also like a, I don't know, maybe a bit compassionate to sit down and to to kind of be served and to be like I'm open to new experiences. Like uh, let me let me open myself up to whatever you're bringing to the table and let's, let's let's kind of like let's have a a common platform on which we can kind of try new things, share stories, um, and yeah, just be, be human
0: um so in these final final moments here i got hmm, I got five rapid fire questions and part pardon me before i even go into them they just just indulge them uh so you know quick answers don't, don't overthink them uh they're ridiculous though so i'm going to start off with this one um on average how many hours of sleep do you get
1: Eight, five six
0: <laughs> <laughs> just,
2: i was waiting for it I always, i'm a decades-long insomniac so. <laughs> same
1: this is also right now this is pre-opening a restaurant so like i'm i'm getting in i'm getting in all my sleep now because i i know it's coming
0: that's great so th- this question is a little trolly but i have to ask it um so chef any any restrictions any al- food allergies what do you got
1: listen you know we do our best <laughs> to accommodate you uh within reason
0: um all right uh Chicken breast or thigh? Like what do you prefer to prepare? What do you prefer to eat? Thigh all the way. Kristoff, do you have any thoughts on that one?
2: I like both, honestly. <laughs> I I I do not discriminate. The whole bird.
0: <laughs> I love. It. Um, do either of you have a favorite book? Several, I'd say. I get I can reframe it to to help because I know a lot of people have like multiple. Like this is my favorite from this year. Um, mm. I guess. What is the book you've read the most?
2: I come back a lot to a book by uh, Robert Irwin, sculptor, artist, uh, called Seeing is Forgetting the Name of the Thing You're Looking at. Um, and it's it's partially biography, but it's also about sort of like how to take in the world around you and appreciate beauty. And I don't know, it's just always, it's always inspiring.
1: Yeah, on, on, on that note, I would say a um, Japanese book, Wabi Sabi. Um, uh is as is always is always a very very pleasant read it's always offers something new every time every time you read it i would say i'm i'm right now i'm, re, I'm reading atlas shrugged and uh i'm about 700 pages in i'm pretty i'm pretty i'm pretty knee-deep in that i'm enjoying that quite a lot
0: <laughs> nice yeah i've um i always bring uh, i listen to a lot of audiobooks but I always have um this one, I'm always mindful of what I'm purchasing, like the tangible of, and I got this, um, what is it? I think it's a Japanese book Kanbate. And just like the whole perseverance thing. And mm. I was like, oh, the great wave of, a can- oh, I, I'm, I can go buy this whole thing. This is great. And just whenever there's something that ju- is just there, it's just like, just keep pushing through. Just keep pushing through. Oh, you have a thousand things to do. Just just keep pushing through. The weight is not even there. And that's been very helpful. And the fact that I, I bought it after getting the audiobook. it's like I need to have this in print. I need to have the real thing that's, you know, limited space. So it makes sense to me. Nice. And this this is this is the last one. And this might be the most trolly one, but I think it's funny because uh, I've gotten some funny answers, especially from folks in the um, food and hospitality industries. What is a phrase that you say way too often.
2: Oh, jeez, that's kind of hard.
0: There was a few people just just switched it and said, uh, "There's a word I use too often, and it starts with an F." And I was like, "Wow, this is what we're doing." <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, maybe <you> got one. <laughs> I, I'm still thinking. I'm still. I'm still thinking. Man.
2: <laughs> I, 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 the one that I that that I often I worry about the most is the like this sort of general idea of we'll catch it in post because like i think with design a lot you're like oh ah you're rushing 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 to get to a deadline oh like we'll do that later we'll do it day two and i'm always like no we're not going to catch it in post do it now fix it now otherwise <laughs> we're going to hate ourselves later um i probably think about that more often than i say anything
0: <laughs> that's that's really good actually <laughs> it definitely impacts my lane as well (laughs) and i I remember this episode recently uh that i watched of atlanta where they're kind of making fun of the whole um i think the whole like production in in atlanta and um the 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 whole uh, tyler Perry stuff and he's just on the microphone not this this person is playing this tyler Perry as character everything every time something goes wrong he's like we'll catch it in post we'll catch it in post just keep shooting and at one point he's like we'll catch it in pre they're like what
1: i'd say i'd say for me it's more it's more just the phrase you know i'd like to use it less to be honest with you um but uh, yeah yeah that's, that's that's my that's my my
0: my peeve my pet peeve on my on my vocabulary i'd say yeah. i like it i like it I, I remember i i did a um an interview with the um, english chef and he was like i say mate way too much i was like you called me mate four times already. I was like, so yes, yes, you, you say it a lot.
1: Yeah, I don't mind that though. But that's 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 a that's a good one. So you're saying friend, it's like buddy, yeah. it's like brother, you know what I mean? So I I think that's a good like reiterating that, I think it's fine, you know. But Absolutely. Do, you know. you said it? Yeah, there you go. All right.
0: Yeah. So okay, and and, and here's the, here's the last part right here. Um one, I want to thank both of you for coming on. You know, this has been just a treat to be able to chat with the two of you and we we're making it happen. We made it happen. And um, as we wrap up, I want to invite and encourage both of you to share any final thoughts. Tokyo Underground, um, thoughts on ramen, thoughts on design, um, and just, you know, website, social media, all of that good stuff. The floor is yours.
1: Um, Yeah, so we're going to be opening on uh, Greenmount Ave, uh, 2731 Greenmount Ave, um, probably in about two months time, uh, end of April, uh, looking at. um, And super excited to to be opening up in baltimore um our instagram is tokyo underground uh, facebook uh twitter uh website tokyo and um i'll start the point on design i guess if you have been to the toky in in dc you know as as Christoph was mentioning earlier it was, it was quite an organic growth and accumulation of uh, style uh, on on an initial um, initial canvas and it's it's grown into something really uh, I think that most people are uh, moved moved by consistently and uh, seeing the evolution of that to the new toki uh, and and what we're working on there and and the type of designs that Crystal has been putting in place. Uh really, really uh excited and excited to share that with with everyone, people who've, who've enjoyed Tokyo so far and and our new neighbors in Baltimore. Uh, really excited to to share that with them.
2: Yeah, I I echo all of that and um thank you for inviting us uh yeah and to 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 speak with you today as well. It's been super fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um but yeah, I think um As we've been talking about it, I've been thinking like, yes, like we we you know we we had a real we have a real intention with this new space to be an evolution of of uh, of Toki's story, but I think we're also really envisioning it as kind of um, really growing into its own once we're open, and we see it as this space this space is gonna is gonna become. More part of the neighborhood, the longer that we're kind of the, that people come in and put stickers on the wall and and get to know the staff and you know share in the food and kind of it's really going to become its its final form once we've been able to live in it for a little bit because then it really becomes a reflection of as I've said our new neighbors and and the new city that we're in and, and and that's what I'm really looking forward to. We're we're creating the canvas for that and and and. Um, it's just going to get better with time it's going to it's going to ferment it's going to mature it's going <laughs> to it's going to do all the things that that makes uh you know food and drink so good so i'm 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 just really excited for that i'm um, excited to be to be opening up and we hope everybody uh, comes by says hi and uh, you know shares shares in the stories and the food and the fun
0: And there you have it, folks. I want to again thank Liv Calabay and Christoph Richard for coming on to the podcast. And I'm Rob Lee saying that there's art, culture, food in and around your neck of the woods. You just have to look for it.